Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Episode 80. Apathy Ends. Hey Chainers, welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Welsh. So Katie... Conquering goals as a couple. I think it's such a cool thing to do. And I think a lot of people like only really start getting a grip on things when they finally are accountable to someone else. Yeah, and I agree. I think it's really a nice thing to kind of, you know, you have, I don't want to say like um, a problem, but you have something that you need to work through. Right. And you sit down, you do it together. And I think it's kind of like relationship building. Yeah, no, it definitely is. It's sort of like realizing that there's a problem and addressing it and figuring out a way that you can conquer it together. I think that's super important. Yeah, definitely. Because if you're not on the same page with your partner about especially like money, that can be a little bit tricky and, you know, it takes some time to kind of work it out together. Yeah. And I think just like in general with relationships, there are enough problems to go around without money being one of them. And I think money problems can really cause a relationship to take a lot of strain. Yeah. I think it's one of the reasons why people break up, like yeah. one of the top reasons. Yeah, no, I agree. Like someone is irresponsible with money or they go on spending sprees and other person feels they're never going to meet their goals and it's a bad cycle well apathy ends the people who run this uh personal finance blog are like the complete opposite they were in debt they you know worked it out together they got it all paid off and they've just done like an awesome awesome job they're really like um something to like strive for yeah definitely well, speaking of them, should we dive into our interview? Yeah. Awesome. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. Hey, Chainers. Welcome to another edition of Chain of Wealth. Today, we have Chris with us. Chris is the author behind the blog, Apathy Ends, along with his wife, Chris has had a student loan bill of $85,000, an expensive house and no savings. In the last three years, they've paid off over $60,000 in debt while building up a $90,000 nest egg. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Chris. Chris. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Good, good. How are you? No complaints here. Just dealing with some Minnesota heat. (laughs) I feel like that probably does not happen super often. Well, mainly in summer, right? Yeah, it goes from ice on the lakes to 90 degrees in like 20 days this year. So Wow, that's crazy. So what exactly triggered the beginning of your massive debt payoff? Yeah, you had yeah. like a ton of debt. Like what, what was going on there? Yeah, so just over seven years ago, I graduated and this all the student loan debt was mine with uh, just over $85,000 of student loan debt. Um, and it was actually pretty high interest. I think the average was between 6.5 and 6.8%. I actually did have some a student loan that was for a few thousand dollars over 10%. And when I was doing my year-end taxes, um, 
there's a student loan interest write-off and the, they maxed that out at about $2,500 and I had paid in over $5,000 in interest at that in one single year. So that kind of led to me going out and figuring out how to pay down debt quicker. Um, I opening amount of money to basically set on fire just in interest payments. Um, when, and we had a house at this time, so we're struggling to pay the mortgage and not doing much else between my student loans and, my, and our mortgage. So it was kind of just an eye-opening experience that we need to get, a con- get control of our finances. It's amazing when you look at the interest payments and that's often something that stems it. Like you, you know, like you're like, okay, it's so much debt. It's not really a big deal until you actually look and you say over the last year, I've paid X dollars in interest, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I can definitely relate to like the situation that you're in because before I moved, my entire paycheck would go to my mortgage and then my, uh, my car loan. So I didn't even have money left over to spread to my student loans. So I can definitely appreciate that is like the worst feeling when you have like too much and not enough money coming in. Oh yeah. And you know, you, you graduate from college thinking that you're going to kind of be flush with cash for a little while here. And then, you know, the, those payments hit and it, it handcuffs you from doing you know, it handcuffed us from saving initially until we actually increased our income. So um, you can't save, you're struggling to make the payments. It's definitely not a fun experience. Yeah. So, well, because you did save so much in such a short amount of time, how have you managed to accumulate all that so quickly? Like, what did you guys change? Uh, the the bulk of what... the the bulk of it is from actually increasing our income. So my salary has went up 2.5 times since I started seven years ago. And my wife is on a pretty similar trajectory. She started her career about a year and a half after me. So the bulk of that is to just cutting lifestyle inflation and putting our money to work for us. Um, so I kind of had a rule that any debt over 5%, we would make a priority. I actually ended up refinancing my student loans and getting a rate well under 5%. So um, instead of actually cutting my debt payment, I kept making the same payment like I was before. And then the rest of our money started going towards investing. But yeah, it's all, it's all from income for us. There was, we did keep the big cost low, specifically housing and transportation um, compared to what uh, an average person would do in the United States at our income level. Yep. Lifestyle inflation is real. <laughs> oh, it totally is real. <laughs> and it's so, it's so easy to fall into the trap. You know, you get a raise and you want to, you know, go out and buy something expensive, which in your head you think, oh, it's just a one-off thing. But then it kind of leads to that like downward spiral. Yeah. Because once you have like a new purse, then you need a new phone to go into the purse and then you need a new wallet or I don't really know what guys buy that's expensive, but that's how it is for girls. <laughs> Electronics. <laughs> yeah. Electronic fishing gear for me. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, I also want to just talk about that salary bump and it is something that a lot of people do have, you know, like when you come straight out of college, you normally come into like a sort of entry level salary and sort of learning how to manage your money as your income increases is really an exercise. And, you know, like I know you talked about a two times increase, which is huge. Um, I'm going to boast a little bit about my increase, but it doesn't count as much because I was from South Africa. So obviously and, you get paid less there. Well, and but- real quick, <laughs> the great thing about going to South Africa you take, so say something is like 240 Rand, you divide it by 10, so then it's 24, and then you like take more money off. Like that's when we went to South Africa last year, like it got to the point where 
I was tired of asking Dennis like what everything like transferred to. And he was like, divide it by 10 and then take more money off. And all of a sudden I was like, I'm rich. I can buy all this stuff. This is great. Okay, now you can go on. Sure. So um, my salary has 10x since I got my first job. So it just goes to show like over time, like, you know, you really do get a big raise in salary. And, you know, I think for a lot of millennials sort of learning how to manage that money and that increased cash flow it's really an exercise, you know, you have to sort of figure out where your priorities lie. And, you know, in, in like your guys' case, that was debt payoff. And, you know, prioritizing something like that has got such an amazing long-term impact for you later on in life. So definitely kudos to you guys. Yeah, thank you very much. We're actually, um, we're actually, I'm actually student loan debt free now. So a few months back, oh, we made our last payment. So that. We're, we're still adjusting to life without those student loans right now, but it's it's been awesome not to sacrifice $1,000 every month over straight over. Yeah, I bet that is <laughs> a, a very happy adjustment to have to, you know, just muddle through and figure out. <laughs> yeah, it's been awesome. Uh, we're actually having a, a second child this summer, so it, unfortunately I'll probably get eaten up by that, but at least we don't have to make any other cuts anywhere else to do that. How exciting. Are you having a girl or a boy? Uh, girl. So that'll be your second girl. Oh, cute. Well, I know you, ha- um, a lot of people usually buy like big purchases, like a, a car, like I had a car that was like a total nightmare that I shouldn't have done. And some people like buy a bad deal on a house or anything. Is there anything that you own or have bought before that you would not buy again? So this one, it, it actually worked out for us in the end, but our, our first house, we only put three and a half percent down. We were house poor as they call it. And especially with my student loan payments, uh, we actually bought at the right time and in, in a great market. So we actually came out ahead on that house. But if I were to make that decision now, or I wouldn't make that same decision now that I did back then. Um, and it wasn't due to any sort of real estate knowledge. It was just pure luck that we bought it at the bottom or towards the bottom and it went up for two and a half straight years from when we bought it. And then we actually wanted to move to be closer to some family. Um, outside of that, we, we do a really good job of keeping like the big costs and the monthly costs low. Um, there are definitely some stocks from my trading days that I would like to take back and that I took some big losses on. Other than that, there is some beer brewing equipment in my garage that I no longer have time to use. So those are the kind of things that I'm dealing with now. Ship it up over here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun, but time's at a premium and it's, it's only going to get worse. So I don't, I don't think that stuff's going to be used anytime soon. No, please don't ship it here. Dennis actually asked the other day, he was like, I think we need like, I need a hobby. I I don't have anything to do, especially now that I'm going to be done studying for a little while. Maybe I should start brewing beer. I was like, first of all, you have like 13 hobbies that I've taken over while you've been studying. So you can have all your hobbies back. And second of all, I don't know where you plan on brewing all of your beer because we don't live in a super huge place. That is true. <laughs> it does take up a lot of room and it takes a, to do it right. It takes quite a bit of time as well. So, yeah. Awesome. So what's are some of the small things that a person can do in a very short space of time with no money at all that can have a massive impact? Yeah, I've been thinking about this one a little bit. So 
if I, if it was me, I would first do a spending review because it's free and you can bust out your account statements and do it in a few hours and just kind of get a sense of where your money is going today. Um, the other thing I'm a really big fan of is people taking time to learn with all the resources on the internet, the books that you can get on Amazon for a lot of them under $10. If you buy used, um, without a lot of money, you can actually develop a ton of marketable skills, um, focus on something that you know can increase your income in your, in your line of work. Um, that's something that I've spent a lot of time doing over the last five years. Uh, and it pays off big down the line. So for someone you have like a ton of experience, you've bought and sold houses and you've paid off all this debt and now you have a family for someone who's kind of like in their mid to late twenties or early thirties who kind of has made some mistakes and they're trying to figure out what to do next. Like what advice do you have for them? Yeah, that's, that's a really good, a really good question. So we, we were, I was kind of in that situation due to me. I went, I got, actually got a graduate degree after my undergrad. So I actually entered the workforce um, in my mid twenties and we were not in a great financial position until we were probably 27, 28. Um, I wouldn't discount the, making the like making small changes like i'm a big fan of increasing your 401k contribution uh by one percent at a time don't think that making an automatic payment of twenty dollars every paycheck is too small to have an impact um getting in those habits the sooner you can do it the quicker that they can compound on each other so i think that's that's just a big thing for me and something i preach a lot when i write yeah well i asked that question because that's kind of how i felt because i kind of came to this like financial realization in my late 20s and now i have crossed the threshold into 30. um (laughs) so i wanted to get your take on that and then i also want to ask do you guys track your spending now that you have kind of um been so proactive with your debt payoff and everything or how are you kind of managing that uh, early on, we would do like monthly spending reviews. I'm I'm actually anti anti budget. Um, how we kind of work our finances is we set a goal for what we want to save. We automate that coming straight out of our checks. Whatever money is left over is guilt free spend. Guilt free spend. Um, so I don't actually like categorize anything like that. It, it does take a little bit more like reserve to do that if you or like you got to be able to hold yourself accountable day to day versus actually like laying out a budget. But I knew that I wouldn't go like go back and update a category. And I knew that I didn't want to break my spending out into every single category. We tried it a few times. It lasted two months. Uh, so we kind of figured quit fighting the broken system for us and come up with something that works. And that has worked to date for us. Yep, you have to find something that works for you. Yeah. Because if you're trying to track your spending or be on a budget or whatever you're doing with your money and you're hearing what people, other people are doing, but it's not working for you, then it's pretty much pointless and you have to kind of figure out your own way. Yeah, we're totally like three-time budget failures, but we've been <laughs> on this plan for probably three and a half years now and it's been working really, really good for us. Awesome. That's awesome. So this next question, I've just made a slight change on the fly here. So yeah, you'll have he, to, you may have to just bear with the answer. He kept adding zeros <laughs> like... Just over and over again. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it was boring the way it was before. So now hey. we're going to spice it up. So if you were on a game show and won half a million dollars, what would you do with it? 
All right, so we're a long ways away from where we started 5, on this one. It was yeah. 5,000, and now it's half a million. We, Amazing. I had to throw you off a little bit. Amazing <laughs> what a couple of zeros will Just do. Just a bit of compounding over there. <laughs> well... My 5,000 answer would have been really boring. It would have been just pay for the birth of our child at a daycare. So there you right. go. Now, now five things up. <laughs> um, we would, so I have a, we have a FI number in mind that would put us significantly, significantly closer to it along with like an extra $100,000 travel budget that we just added onto our like normal yearly spending. So I would like to say 400,000 of that would go into a brokerage account and straight into the stock market um, with the idea that it would move us closer to kind of like a fully funded lifestyle change. A hundred thousand. I've got, I'm going to have two kids with the price of college. I'd probably have to split it between the two of them and uh, set them off on the right foot. Awesome. That's definitely a good still, answer. Bo- still boring. I, I don't have any, <laughs> like if I was F5, maybe the answer would be different where we would be going on a, three-year trek around the world or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's I, a good answer, though. <laughs> that's something on our list, too. We decided we're not going to winter in Minnesota once we get older, so I got to find some property down south, and then ideally we're on a lake as we get closer to retirement. So, Ooh, Yeah, I, I couldn't even imagine retiring in Virginia. Like The winter here for months as we would be like walking outside and it's like a hurricane in the winter obviously so so wait hold so on so, so it was katie's first northern winter in a long time <laughs> in a long time i mean she's been living in florida for 25 years so oh. yep. so it would, it would be like like a blizzard like hurricane style wind when it's like 20 degrees out and i would just quietly take it and Dennis would look at me and he'd be like, it's going to be warm soon. And he said it in like January and then he said it in February and then March rolled around and it started snowing again, like the first day of spring. And yeah, we got the same thing. Yeah. And he said it again. And finally, like I snapped. I was like, no, it's not. It's never going to be warm again. I, I'm, I miss being warm. I just I'm going to be cold forever. So... I could not imagine having, and now it's like 90, it was like 98 degrees outside. And of course, because it's hot, like you could boil an egg on the, on the road almost. There's no wind. It's completely like, like stale and like the heat just hangs, but I could never imagine retiring here either. I would have to go to Florida or somewhere warm. This year with the never ending winter was, we were like, yeah, we're out of here for when we're older, we're not doing this forever up here. Yeah. My mom told me, she was like, I think it's a never ending winter because you're there. So <laughs> you're welcome. I brought like an extra six months of winter. <laughs> Chainers, we're just going to take a quick break and then we'll dive right back into the value link round. Chainers, if you're looking to tackle your student loan debt, head over to chainofwealth.com slash accredible. There you can sign up with our link and you'll get $200 off when you refinance with them. That's chainofwealth.com slash credible. Okay, Chris. So why do you think that people struggle to achieve their dreams? Yeah, this is a, this is a really good question. Thanks. I think a lot of people expect to have some sort of like big bang type event that just makes their dreams suddenly a reality. And with all things that 
people really want to do. I don't, I don't think that that's ever going to happen. So I think that they struggle to start making really small iterative changes um, a lot sooner than they want their dream to happen. And if they would actually switch over and make those small changes, it becomes a lot more of a reality down the line. Definitely. That definitely makes sense. So do you have any other books or podcasts you could recommend to our listeners? Yeah, depending on uh, your kind of your financial literacy level, um, I really like The Automatic Millionaire. I really like Your Money or Your Life um, yes. for kind of that financial independence mindset. Uh, I really enjoy the Choose FI podcast and then also the Stacking Benjamin podcast are some of my go-tos. Awesome. So do you have a favorite quote? Actually, I ha- I like really straightforward, basic quotes. And so I naturally gravitate to the... Uh, um, Warren Buffett's and then the Bogles of the world. So I actually pulled a couple up that kind of align with my investing philosophy. Um, don't buy, don't worry about, or don't buy the needle or don't search for the needle in the haystack. Just buy the whole haystack. That's the uh, John Bogle. Uh, where is the other one? Okay. And then the miracle of compounding returns is overwhelmed by the tyranny of compounding costs. Um, and that kind of, I kind of like that one a lot because I actually started off as trying to be a day trader and then just all the costs and time input that goes into doing that, um, just doesn't work out in the end for the, uh, the average investor. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Even the professionals get it wrong. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. (laughs) Chris, we've absolutely loved hanging out today. Do you have any other last parting piece of advice for our listeners? And then we'll say goodbye. Um, I'm just going to stick with uh, what I talked about earlier, which is focusing on increasing income, um, especially if you're planning on having children or anything like that down the line. Um, it's really hard to like f- have frugality account for the major costs that come associated with that. So a lot of the times I think like frugality gets focused on, especially in the financial independence world. And really, I think it's a lot more about increasing that income, especially early on in your career. Awesome. Shane, as we've been hanging out with Chris from Apathy Ends, you can check out his website at apathyends.com and definitely check out the site. There's a lot of great actionable personal finance tips. Chainers, if you're enjoying the Chainer World podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us. We really appreciate everyone that leaves us a rating or review on iTunes as it helps us grow. And if you love us, and if you leave us something that's really cool, we'll definitely give you a shout out on the show. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs>